0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode five of the Let's Talk TEFL podcast. I'm Jackie Bolin, and joining me is Lucy, an old friend of mine from uh, teaching in Korea. Hi, Lucy. Hi, Jackie. Thanks so much for um, joining us on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad to be here. Okay, so we've already, um, Jennifer, the other co host, and I, we've already talked a ton about teaching in Korea. And I know you also taught in Korea. And that's actually where we met. We met in my um, club, the Eating Out in Cheonan Club that I've mm-hmm. mentioned before. I think that's where we met, was it? I, I think so,
1: yeah. Tiny, tiny restaurant in the middle of Asan. There was that Italian place, I
0: think. <laughs> it's so random in the rice patties of Korea. Yes. But, so let's let's not discuss Korea again because I think I hope our listeners are not getting annoyed of too much Korea talk. Oh, there's my cat Lucy in the background. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> the, podcast person Lucy and then also the cat Lucy but um, so after Korea you um, did something quite interesting so and so where did you go after
1: your time in Korea? Yeah so uh, after spending I think it was four and a half years in Korea I I was kind of tapped out on being in Korea but still enjoyed living abroad and uh, decided to look at Europe, but Europe is notoriously hard to get into as an English language teacher uh, because they have England, especially as I think an American English teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it kind of tipped me off to Russia. And so I ended up getting a contract in St. Petersburg, Russia, with an organization called English First, and moved in the middle of January to St. Petersburg, <laughs> Russia. <laughs> and uh then spent another five years there teaching and then eventually running one of their schools
0: that's amazing I had no idea um that you were in Russia that long we we lost touch after um yeah Korea, <laughs> Korea, but yeah that's like <laughs> I can't believe that so um so why Russia instead of Somewhere like, say, like Southeast Asia, like Thailand or Japan or like South America or or places like that. So, like, what drew you drew you there?
1: Um, absolutely. I think part of it was uh, my father had always been uh, a big fan of Russian history, Russian literature, and uh, it always just sounded almost mythical. There was something really interesting and unique about Russia, and I think it was one of those places that at least when I was in Korea that no one went to. Everyone did the Southeast Asia thing, even if they burnt out on Korea. And so it, it felt unique, it felt exciting and, and like a very different adventure.
0: And so, were there a lot of like, like, well, in Korea, there were English teachers everywhere. <laughs> like, you could mm-hmm. just be walking down the street randomly, and you could meet, like, say, five English teachers on a busy Saturday afternoon. That's how many English teachers there were. Was that a similar experience in Russia? Like, there were a lot of teachers, and um, yeah, so uh,
1: I would say less so. I mean, there they definitely had, there definitely were other English teachers in Russia, but. One of the things that I found most unique was, at least my experience with Korea, was that most of the relationships that I had, or the friendships that I had, or that I still have, were with other um, expats who were there teaching. Mm-hmm. I didn't form a whole lot of long-term, meaningful relationships with either my Korean co- teachers or, you know, even just kind of Korean people in general. Whereas in Russia. While there were other English teachers, my entire social group was Russian. Um, You know, I think the entire time that I was there, I hung out once or twice, usually at a work function with other English teachers. But then most of my social network over those years were Russians. And I I think it was just a different vibe in terms of the way groups formed.
0: That's amazing to hear you say yeah. that. Um, yeah, that was my experience in Korea, too, for sure. Um, I did have a few um, good Korean friends, but yeah, I definitely spent the majority of my time with the other expats. So um, to hear you say that, that you hung around with the Russian Russians mostly, um, that must have been um, kind of an amazing experience, I guess, like learning about the culture and being in a place and um, hanging out with the locals all the time. Yeah, it would just be, be different than Korea,
1: for sure. It was. And it was, um, I mean, say I can't, I actually did travel around most of Russia, but St. Petersburg in particular is just beautiful. It's, it's a lot like living in a fairy tale. I lived in an apartment where my backyard, 15 feet from the door of my apartment was the church of spilled blood. Um, it was (laughs) lovely. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that, you know, at least before I went to Russia, you have all those, I think, Cold War diehard movie stereotypes where Mm -hmm. Russians are super cold and unfriendly. And I found the opposite to be true. There's, there's a lot of, they don't do the artificial thing that at least in America, we sometimes do where you meet people and how are you? And I'm okay. I'm great. And that artificial niceness that always happens with, in people decide whether they like you or not and then if they do your family and so it I actually found most of the Russian people to be incredibly warm and accepting and inviting and it was like you said I mean they were very different experiences but if I if I had to pick socially between the two I think I might pick Russia in terms of feeling like home or feeling inclusive
0: Mm. and then um And like, what about your uh, teaching life, your jobs? Um, It sounds like you stayed at the same job for a few years. So it must've been, must've been a good one. Um, Like how did the jobs and teaching life compare, I guess, from Korea to Russia?
1: Yeah. So in Korea, I, I taught um, at Hagwon. So they, they were the after school programs, usually with either younger kids or up to high school age students. Whereas in Russia, I was teaching adult students. So I taught high school students who were either preparing for college exams or I taught adult students that were looking to immigrate to the U S or England or needed English specific to their jobs. So, um, my student demographic was a little bit different, but hours wise, it was similar. It was, you know, usually not your, if you think of teaching in the States where I assume Canada, (laughs) you know, it, it wasn't the Standard seven to three. It was later in the day where people would come after school or after work. Um, But in Korea, there was very much that culture of working all the time. I, I believe our contracts all said that we got time off. I don't remember ever actually (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was usually so, like 10 days and you had to like yeah. fight for like
0: every last one of them.
1: <laughs> but in Russia, you know, there's plenty of time off. I think we had most of the month of January off just because it was national holidays. We had women's day off. We had, you know, we were encouraged to take time off. And um, the school that I worked at was well staffed enough that we ended up working. The school itself was open and offered classes six days a week. But as a teacher, we never taught more than four. So we had a rotating schedule. So there was quite a bit of downtime, which was wonderful in terms of being able to also enjoy living there.
0: That sounds so sustainable.
1: <laughs> like, it was great.
0: <laughs> <In> Korea, <laughs> yeah. Working at Hogwans. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> 30 teaching hours a week and very yeah. few holidays. <laughs> it's pretty grueling. Like I ended up moving into university jobs, or, which were much better mm-hmm. in terms of like vacation and hours. But like people who worked at hagwons for like a number of years in Korea, I just always admire them. And I thought like, you're super strong. Like, I don't know. It, it was exhausting. It. <laughs> yeah. Super tough. So um, yeah. So when you moved to Russia, Mm -hmm. Compared to Korea, and like, what was your first impression? Or like, like, what was the biggest kind of difference? Did you did you notice when you went there? Uh,
1: I I think my first impression was was very different because in Korea you flew into Seoul, which was at least for me. Well, I knew obviously the country of Korea spoke Korean. Mm -hmm. It occurred to me that all the signs and everything would be in Korean until I arrived in the airport. And then you had to figure out how to get on the bus to get down to the other town. And then somebody picked you up effectively in a rice paddy. And that was your first introduction to Korea. Whereas, um, in Russia, I flew directly into St. Petersburg. Somebody met me at the airport. So I felt like there was a lot less of that angsty. I don't know where I am. I don't know where I'm going. And they sent, um, they brought, a student from the school, as well as uh, a couple of the teachers, you know, took me back, got me settled in my apartment, took me out to lunch. It was very, it was very welcoming from. Oh, that sounds so nice. Yeah, (laughs) it was quite nice. Uh, Did a quick tour of my neighborhood. So I knew where things were. And then, um, I mean, I remember, I remember that I moved in January and being really worried that it was going to be cold.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and it was cold, but I grew up in Salt Lake city, Utah, where we also get snow and have mountains. And I think my second impression of St. Petersburg was being incredibly impressed with their snow removal. Uh, <laughs> they move it all into the canals. Oh, smart. It'll dump and there'll be a foot of snow. And then 15 minutes later, it's has yeah. gone. And I remember it wow. was fabulous. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> That is the opposite because of, of
0: Vancouver idea. where it like never right? snows so I think there's like basically like one snow plow for the entire city so everyone's like oh my god it snowed this year <laughs> like and then yeah. the snow stays on the streets and like turns icy and like the roads are super treacherous for like weeks because that one snow plow <laughs> right. is working 24-7 <laughs> but can't really cover like a city of 5 million people that effectively so yeah, yeah super sketchy. <laughs>
1: But I think, yeah, those were the first two is that it was really welcoming and that despite being really cold, um, was easy to deal with because you didn't have the snow issue. You had the cold, not having to wade through snow everywhere you went. Nice. So, um, I just have
0: a question about like what kind of jobs. So you taught at sounds like, like kind of an English academy for like high school students or adults, but what other kinds of jobs are there? Like, are there foreign teachers in public schools or there university jobs? Yeah. Or teaching. Yeah, kids? What else, I, what else is going on in Russia?
1: Um, I think there's all of, I think there's all of the above. Um, the organization that I went with has schools for both adults and children. Um, I took the adult contract just because it was something that I hadn't done and thought would be interesting. And then ended up opening a second branch of that while I was there, um, but I had friends that worked in the children's section, which I think are probably more akin to the hug one type experience. Um, I know that they enjoyed it, the hours weren't as bad, but it was very similar in terms of that after school program and working with kids after they got out of school. I didn't know quite as many people who worked in uh, universities, I think. Similarly to Korea, <clears throat> the biggest market for English teachers there was always the private academies and varying mm. strata of them um, with varying reputations, similar to Korea and I'm sure everywhere else. <laughs> um, but I do think occasionally people would get the university positions, but I think in some ways they were more difficult to get in Russia than even say the ones in Korea which required the masters and a few other things, just because there weren't as many spots open. I I feel like the only people that I knew of that worked within the university system in Russia were also studying or doing research and were attached in another capacity, and then also taught at the. University.
0: And so, is Russia a cheap travel destination? Um, it makes me think that it might be like a oh yeah, just a place you can go and like not spend a ton of money.
1: Um, yeah around for a while i i don't know if it's quite as cheap as um a lot of what we saw in asia i don't know that you have quite as many maybe cheap um hotel or hostel type options although they exist we have the equivalent of the korean love motel where you could go (laughs) weekend for seven dollars twenty dollars yeah right (laughs) (laughs) um but i think i think I think there's two ways to do Russia. I think you can do Russia as a very cheap trip and still have a wonderful time. And then I also think the flip side is that you could spend a fortune seeing Russia. Mm. It's very split in terms of the, I think there's still a lot of that mentality of coming out of the fall of the Soviet union Mm. are those status symbols. There are those status pieces. There are those huge big things that you could do. And, you know, if you wanted to go to Marinsky every night and if you wanted to, you know, go to every fancy location, you could spend a ton of money. Mm. You could do the more local thing, still see everything, uh, but spend a lot less money, if that makes any sense.
0: That does. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess it's the same in Korea or like any country. Yeah. You can travel cheaply or you can travel yeah in a really <laughs> very expensive way, except in like a place like Vancouver. There's no mm-hmm. cheap option. Yeah, there's, there's no cheap option there. <laughs> For sure. So if someone is thinking about teaching English in Russia, um, what is some advice that you have maybe like one or two of your top tips for them?
1: Yeah. Um, I think, I think the best advice that I have is pick a, you can always change once you get there, but pick a bigger, reputable chain of schools to start. Um, First, because you're more likely to end up in a big city and be able to meet people. And then if you decide you wanted to work for a smaller academy, you can. Uh, And then second would be um, buy winter clothes. (laughs) 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 That's the big thing, especially if you're not from someplace that's already cold. Um, It's not as bad as perhaps you see in the movies where people are, you know, trudging through wind in their face. But it does it does get cold. There were days that it was, you know, negative 20, negative 30, and you're just cold. So
0: I grew up in Edmonton. So I know all about that. Right. <laughs> I left, I left when I was 18 and I've never been back. So
1: Yeah. It's, I, it's all about the gear. I, I think yeah. people get nervous about Russia because of the cold. I'm like, it's not that bad. Just mm-hmm. a coat it's, it's worth the investment for sure. Um, for sure. Yeah. And then I think the only other thing is they're beautiful, but Russia, at least as high as St. Petersburg had white nights. So in the summer, it never gets dark. Uh, And then in the winter, it stays dark for several months. Um, And people always assume the winter is the worst of the two, uh, because it's dark all the time. I found the opposite. It being light all the time messes with your internal clock in a way you can't even imagine. And I just found, I found that miserable, as beautiful as it was, those couple of months just brace for that if you go that it will even with blackout curtains it'll mess with your system a bit
0: interesting i had no idea that was even a thing yeah <laughs> wow <laughs> interesting so um what are you doing now after post russia what, yeah, what did you do yeah so
1: i've been back in the us for a couple years now um so i am just finishing finally at long last master's degree here. And then I'm teaching, uh, English language development. So still ESL. um, but I'm teaching it at the high school level here. So I teach, uh, at the high school where they filmed high school musical. Uh, and and, yeah, (laughs) I was like, It's exciting (laughs) occasionally tourists drop by and are like is you know is Zach Efron here and I'm like no Mm, he's been gone for a Um, while (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah so I'm teaching you know a lot of our uh immigrant community kids um a lot of our refugee students and it's it's lovely it's I love doing it and I'm not there's days that I'm not 100 sold on being back in the U.S. but I'm still doing what I love so all in all
0: good. That sounds really good and congratulations on being close to finishing your master's degree. Yes, and yes.
1: It should be done, I think, in July, not gonna win.
0: Nice. Um, it sounds like you have a great yeah. job too. It sounds rewarding yeah. and interesting. And yeah, that's great. It's time for a tip of the week. This week's teaching tip is a variation on rock scissors paper that's used as an icebreaker. So have your students stand and break into pairs. Each pair will do rock, scissor, paper, and the winner will share one fact about themselves. Then have the students mingle and change partners and repeat until they have had a chance to meet with every student in the class, if you have time for that. Obviously, you can make it shorter if you want to, and an alternative would be for the winner to ask the loser a question and the loser to answer that question. Okay, I hope you enjoyed that tip. Great. So um, I think that's maybe a good place to end, Lucy. But um, if someone wants to get in touch with you or say hello or has a question about teaching in Russia, is there a way people can get in in touch with you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think Instagram is the easiest, and I'm on Instagram as ESL Lucy L U C Y Teacher, all one word. All right, that's
0: great. And if people um, want to get in touch with me, you can find me at eslactivity.org. And then all the show notes and episodes are at eslactivity.org slash podcast. And um, yeah, thanks, Lucy. And we'll see you again in a couple weeks, everyone. Bye.